this episode we're doing some myth-busting about visit visas. It's generally thought that visitors to the UK can only be here for six months of the year, or 180 days a year. Sometimes the myth varies. Uh, but is that really the case? I'm joined by John Vassiliou, a partner at McGillan Co. Solicitors in Scotland. Hi, John. Hi, CJ. Thanks for inviting me on. John, you wrote an article about the rules on how long visitors to the UK can stay in the country. And it, it really blew up tens of thousands of readers, quite a lot of feedback. So we're going to talk through what you said in the article and then also some of the things we've learned about this subject since it was published. It's often believed very widely that people can't be in the UK as a visitor for more than six months in the year or 180 days a year sometimes. First of all, is that true? Uh, no, it's not true. As uh, I suppose we found out in the article and we'll go on to talk about now. But I think before we delve into that particular point any further, it's important to set out some parameters. Most visitors to the UK are granted leave to enter for a finite period of six months. Those visitors must depart from the UK no later than the expiry date of their visa. If they stay in the UK beyond that expiry date, they'll be classed as overstairs, which is a criminal offence and it can have a really negative impact on future visits or visa applications. Just to give an example, if we take an American citizen who arrives in the UK on the 1st of June, as a visitor, they'll be admitted to the UK for a limited period of six months. That same visitor must uh, depart from the UK no more than six months later. So that would let them stay between the 1st of June 2020 and the 1st of December 2020. So we're absolutely not saying that people can stay in the UK for more than six continuous months on one visit visa, we're talking about people who spend some time in the UK, then leave and come back again. And we're looking at the cumulative time that they spend in the UK over a year. Okay, so that's an important caveat to start off with, so that there is a ban on staying more than six months in a row, staying beyond the expiry date of your visa. But the point you're making is that if you wanted to leave and return and, and be in the UK cumulatively for more than six months in 12 months, that is allowed. Yeah, that's right. So just to return to that example that I gave earlier, if that same American citizen having stayed in the UK for a full six months, then left the UK and then returned, say, a month later to seek entry again as a visitor, um, so long as the immigration officer at the border granted them permission to enter the country, there's absolutely no legal barrier to them staying for another fresh period of six months. And if you take that example, if you look at it over a year, that person would eventually have spent at least 11 months out of the last 12 in the UK. And that would not be illegal. Um, it could be frowned upon by an immigration officer, especially if that same person then sought to come back to UK again, maybe one month after leaving the second time. But the point is that staying in the UK for 11 months out of 12, that person broke no immigration rules. Okay, and that's, uh, I suppose, surprising. How do you know that that's the case, that that's not a breach of the rules? The primary source of law for this is the immigration rules. Um, the visit rules are set out in Appendix V to the immigration rules, uh, V for visitor. Appendix V contains no rule prohibiting a cumulative total of time in the UK. But 
I suppose accompanying that is a Home Office policy document, which is published online. Uh, it's a 69-page PDF document, which elaborates on all the various rules in Appendix V, mainly for the benefit of Home Office staff, but the document's accessible to us as well and gives an insight into what they're thinking. On page 18 of that document, it says very clearly that there's no specified maximum period which an individual can spend in the UK in any period. And it goes on to give the very specific example of such as six months in 12 months. However, and it caveats this, if it is clear from an individual's travel history that they are making the UK their home, you should refuse their application. Okay, and, and that is interesting because it's not what people think, even lawyers and border officials seem to think there's this six-month rule that the actual policy says there isn't. And we'll come on a bit later to why people maybe think that there is that hard and fast rule. Um, but first of all, we need to make clear that we're not saying there are no limits at all on how long visitors can stay. Because first of all, you've mentioned this issue of leaving after six consecutive months, for starters. But you also say in your article that immigration officers are on the lookout for people who aren't genuine visitors and that really long stays in the UK in, in quick succession will, will raise suspicions and that you mightn't be let in in the first place. Yeah, that's that's right. Genuineness is really important and I'll come on to talk about that in a second. One other thing to mention is that a lot of people get entry clearance documents which are valid for longer periods of time for example you know they might be valid for five years or ten years and they're called multi-entry uh, entry clearance documents and they let the person enter as a visitor multiple times over that period when they arrive the immigration officer at the border s still has the power to determine if that person should be granted or denied entry to the uk so even though they've kind of been pre-approved for entry to an extent that that was at a fixed point in time when that document was issued but what the immigration officer does every time they appear at the border is have a look at what they've been doing since they were issued that document and they take a look to see if the person has been spending what they believe to be an excessive time in the UK maybe or if maybe their intentions have changed and they're no longer what they consider a genuine visitor so they that issue of genuineness is very important for the immigration officer, regardless of whether someone holds entry clearance or not. And the immigration officer will ask themselves that question and they'll also look to see if the person's going to be engaged in any prohibited activities like work or, more importantly, whether they're making their home in the UK through a series of frequent and successive visits. I suppose what you're saying is the, the cumulative length of time someone's been visiting in any given year is just one of the factors that the immigration officer will look at. Absolutely. And uh, the, the visit visa guidance document that I referred to earlier does make it quite clear that if a person's spending the majority of their time in the UK rather than in their home country, then that could certainly suggest to an immigration officer that they're making the UK their main home. And that would be a problem. But uh, as I said, there's lots of other factors that an immigration officer will consider when they're making this decision. If a visitor coming to UK frequently and spending long periods of time here has a good reason for doing it, 
this may be a bit extreme, but for example, if they have a dying relative in the UK that they want to spend some final moments with over the period of a year uh, and they're coming over to do something like that, then as long as they're able to explain that adequately to the officer asking them questions, it's unlikely that there'll be an issue that they've spent you know, 181 or 200 or three, even 300 days in the UK over the past year. But I suppose the, the, the officer of the border shouldn't be fixating on the precise number of days in the past 12 months that a person's been spending here. Okay, but yeah, but I suppose nevertheless, even if the precise number of days in the year isn't something that they'll be getting too concerned about, you would still be advising as a solicitor, you'd be advising regular visitors to the UK to keep tabs on how long they're spending in the country in case they, in case it counts against them as, as a genuine visitor. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think that's extremely important. And I, as well, I tried to convey that in the article as well, that whilst this, whilst it's a myth that this concept is a, is a rule, it still serves people quite well if they, follow it to an extent although they don't have to it can keep them right by i suppose demonstrating that they're spending less than half of their time in the uk then i think the argument say that the uk is not their main home becomes much stronger if a border officer looking at their at their case you know heathrow airport or wherever perceives that a visitor's stringing together a series of visits to effectively live in the UK, say with family, for example, that th- then that could cause a problem. And if that person's not really been keeping tabs on how long they've been spending in the UK, and it turns out it's been quite a long time over the past year or two years, then that could lead to refusal. A common example of that is maybe where a visitor is coming to spend time with a partner or a spouse and... You know, they they come for a few months, they go away for a, a week, they come back again for a few months, they go away for a week, come back for a few months. Uh, at some point in that chain, the immigration officer is very likely to take the view that the person has ceased to be a genuine visitor or tourist to the UK. And really, they're just using these visits to avoid going for a spouse visa or a partner visa like they maybe think they should. Okay, so that's these are the sort of points that you made in the written article that's on the Free Movement website. It went down really well, and we got a lot of readers, as I said, some really interesting comments. And one thing we learned from the feedback was a possible explanation for how this myth of a rigid six-month rule grew up. So tell us about this. There's this old Home Office guidance that, that some people, someone pointed us to. Yeah, this was really interesting, actually, and it was really useful to me, uh, certainly, to learn about because it's a bit before my time, certainly. But uh, we we were appointed to a 2008 version of a visit visa guidance document for home office staff. And in that document, there was a title called Frequent and Successive Visits. And under that title, the guidance document said that a visitor should not, for example, normally spend more than six out of any 12 months in this country. Aha. Now, the, the language in that document is markedly different to the language in the current version of the guidance. Uh, in fact, it makes it, it makes it clear that this is almost a rule, maybe not an unbendable rule, but the use of the word normally certainly suggests that 
any immigration officer looking at a visitor at the border will, in the majority of cases at least, find that spending over six months out of 12 in the UK probably settle the question of whether or not they were a genuine visitor. This was a document I was uh, unaware of when I was writing the article, but it's really interesting to see it and it probably helps explain actually why the new guidance document is at pains to point out that there is no such rule. I imagine because this this type of assessment was maybe quite ingrained into many of the immigration officers working at the border. There's probably still some of the older ones uh, still sticking to it. They're unaware of that the policy's been updated. Um, so there we go. So that's maybe a source of uh, the myth. It, it used to be a pretty strong presumption, uh, no longer is. I mean, if anything, going back to what you said about the current guidance, if anything, it says the opposite. It's at pains to make clear that there is no hard and fast six-month rule. The main takeaway from the new guidance, as we'll call it, uh, is really that an immigration officer needs to take a sensible and pragmatic look at a case and just take into account all the factors. It's not enough just to tally up how many days someone spent in the UK and say, aha, you've spent 181 days in the last year inside the UK, so we're refusing you entry. Um, I think it's the guidance just makes it clear there's a lot more they need to do. They need to really look at why the person's spending all this time in the UK because it's perfectly feasible that they could just be on a gap year or you know visiting a ill relative or any number of reasons. But I, I think that's the main takeaway from the guidance. They need to look holistically at what's going on. Yeah, I mean, you, you've talked briefly about exact situations where people might legitimately be spending loads of time in the UK as a visitor. But I mean, can you give me a sort of a, a concrete example or uh, like a client you've had that would fit the bill? Yeah, uh, relatively recently, I was dealing with a case of a non-European uh, mother who was visiting her daughter uh, her daughter is a student at uh, university here in the UK and she, she got involved in an accident and became really sick as a result of that that was something that no one anticipated she was happily getting on at university uh, here on her own before that but as a consequence of this accident she really needed her, she needed her mum to come over and help care for her, um, to put it bluntly, and that has led to the, her mother coming over as a visitor and spending a lot of time here in the UK. She came over for si- about six months, left, and not long after came back again and has spent a considerable amount of time here again. Uh, and I think you know by the time we round off a year, she'll easily have spent about eleven months out of twelve in the UK. It wouldn't, you know, I, I don't think a border officer would be able just to tally up the amount of time she spent here and say you're not a genuine visitor. You're making your home here because she's very clearly not. She's got a home elsewhere, but due to an unforeseen circumstance, she's having to spend time in the UK. Certainly last time she came in, she was treated very sympathetically. And I, I, think as long as, I think as long as everything's explained properly, then border officers aren't always bad and uh, they can be quite understanding. 
That's a really interesting example of someone who, if there were a hard and fast six month rule, uh, would have been turned away. But the fact that it's more flexible than that means that that you haven't had problems. Just going back to the comments people uh, sent into us after publication of the article, there was one interesting point about residency for tax purposes, which might again explain why people are reluctant to spend more than six months out of 12 in the UK. T- tell us a little bit about that tax residency issue. Yeah, that was um, that was an interesting point. And I mean, it's something that's been kind of in the back of my mind, but uh, I think I'll be the first person to say I'm not a tax expert. I did study accountancy for a couple of years back in the day, but um, I don't know anything about tax law. And I suppose that's one of the dangers of specialising in a certain area. But I... From what I gather, a person automatically becomes a UK tax resident if they spend 183 or more days in the UK during a given tax year. So that's the year running from 6th of April to 5th of April. It's not any old 12-month period. If, If that's right, I suppose that could render someone who's visiting here suddenly liable to UK taxation. What I'm not clear on is how, if that person's adhering to their visit visa conditions, which include the condition not to work, I'm not entirely clear how that person or HMRC would ever become aware of each other because their paths are likely never to cross. But I think it's enough to say that the tax implications of someone spending the majority of a year in the UK are such that Firstly, it's worth taking tax advice on. And secondly, maybe that is what's giving rise to a lot of people thinking that if they spend over 180 days in the UK visiting, that that will have some immigration implication. But immigration and taxation are, they're very separate regimes and their paths don't tend to cross very often. John, thanks very much. We'll end it there. That was John Basilio, a solicitor and partner at McGill & Co. This podcast was brought to you by Free Movement, a website publishing updates, commentary, training and advice on immigration and asylum law. The editor is Colin Yeo, and you can visit us at www.freemovement.org.uk where you can sign up for our newsletter. Until next time, goodbye.